Quick Partire of the Week. In this week's Parsha, Parsha's Pinchas, Hashem once again commands Maisha to count the Jewish people. The Tyre then enumerates all the different tribes and the families that extended from them. Since family names go after the male father figure, the Tyre only writes the names of the men, with two exceptions. In the tribe of Menashe, it lists the daughters of Tzalafchad, because he died without having any sons, and later in the Parsha, they asked and received the inheritance portion of Eretz Yisrael that would have normally gone to their father had he still been alive. The other woman mentioned, the Tyre says, the Shem Bas Asher Sarach, and the daughter of Asher was Sarach. Why was there a need to mention her? Asher had other sons, as the Torah enumerates. So why the need to mention Sarach, the daughter of Asher, when it doesn't list any other daughters of the other Shvatim? So different commentaries note that she gets a special mention, either because of her great righteousness, or because of the fact that she was from the 70 original members of Yaakov's family to travel down to Mitzrayim, and that she was still alive now at the end of 40 years in the desert, so the Torah mentions her. The Ramban and Chizkuni both note that the language is strange. It should just say, Ubas Asher Sarach, the daughter of Asher was Sarach. Why the extra word Ushem, and the name of? And they both quote Targum Unklus, which is not contained in our version of Targum, that translates it as, Beshum Bas Isas Asher Sarach, and the name of the daughter of the wife of Asher was Sarach. That Sarach was not Asher's daughter, but rather the daughter of his wife from a previous marriage. And the reason why the Tyra mentions her name here is to highlight that she also did not have any brothers, and therefore, just like the daughters of Salafchad, she too would be getting a portion in Eretz Yisrael as an inheritance. Now the Dasakainim and Tur both raise a powerful question against this opinion. They ask, at the end of the day, who was her real father? If it was one of the other Shvatim, then her name should be associated with that other Shevet. And if it was an outside person, how could she be counted as part of the 70 descendants of Yaakov that went down to Mitzrayim? She would not be related to them at all. And what right would she have to any inheritance? And both the Tur and Dasakanim remain with the question. However, the Sefer Kurzov, written on a Ramban commentary, gives a beautiful explanation. He says that long before the Jews went down to Mitzrayim, Asher had a son who got married and had a daughter, Sarach, who was Asher's granddaughter. Then the son died, and Asher married his widowed daughter-in-law, which was permitted, as we see that Yehuda did the same with Tamar. And Asher raised Sarach as his own. And together with his new wife, he went on to have other sons, as the Parsha here enumerates. So it turns out that, as Targum said, Sarach was a daughter of Asher's wife. And she had the right to inheritance in the land in order to get the portion belonging to her father, just like the daughters of Slavcha did. This way, it beautifully ties it all together and answers any questions on the Targum or Ramban. The takeaway for us is how you see the importance of how one needs to treat orphans. As the Talmud of Megillah says, Kol ha-magadl mala Whomever raises an orphan in their house, the Torah counts it as if he gave birth to them. That since Asher raised Sarach as his own, the Torah calls her his daughter. 
And if we are careful in this mitzvah of how to treat orphans, Hashem will surely shower upon us the many blessings and rewards attributed to it. Have a good Shabbos.